evening, guys. Welcome to another episode of Triggered. Uh, now we're switching things up a bit. I, uh, I didn't mean to get you this way, uh, but we were going to be joined by Carrie Lake today. Uh, I'm spending all day with her in North Florida. Tomorrow we're going to be at the Villages. We're doing events. I'm publishing her book. Uh, and she got into some plane issues, I guess, in the Carolinas. Wasn't able to get here in time, so she can't join us. I'll be with her tomorrow. Maybe we'll record something then and post it at a, uh, a another day. But with the last-minute travel issues, unfortunately, it happens, and it's seemingly happening a lot. Uh, so... We're going to have a little fun tonight. I'm going to sort of ad-lib it a little bit. We'll go through the news of the week like we always do. And again, we'll have Carrie back on soon. But make sure to like, subscribe, check it out. And again, folks, the show must go on. But there is a lot to talk about. And maybe what I'll also do is I'll I'll look at the live chat. uh, I'll look down at some of the comments. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about that. I also uh, gave a speech yesterday at Turning Point. Maybe we'll play that. Uh, So... I'm going to have a little bit of fun. Uh, I'm going to be listening to you guys as well. And to start, uh, I want to mention that Carrie was in Iowa. Uh, That's why I I really would have loved to actually hear her uh, talk about some of this stuff uh, today. But again, we'll do it soon. But she was in Iowa this past weekend campaigning for my father at a restaurant. (laughs) You're going to love this. Aptly titled uh, The Mad Meatball. I think all of you understand that reference, probably. But take a look at the crowd that Carrie Lake is able to draw. She actually drew a substantially larger audience in Iowa than Ron DeSantis, who's actually running. I mean, a surrogate outperforming uh, the candidates. Uh, That's pretty amazing. But of course she did. DeSantis doesn't have the energy to be out there. He's got the energy of an NPR drive-time radio host. He actually even admits that. He's only drawing 30 to 40 people at this event. Check it out in his own words. It's sort of shocking, actually. Personality over policy. Well, well, but they have a predetermined narrative. I mean, for example, they used to say, oh, the governor doesn't do retail campaigning. He's not going to be able to go to Iowa. And then, you know, (laughs) yesterday I'm out there doing events. You know, we have 30, 40 people at some of these things, shaking hands, answering questions, doing all that. They're like, oh, well, he can't. Just so we're clear, I mean, he's been campaigning for eight months. Remember the perpetual book tour that never seemed to end? It was, you know, very clear what was going on. But unfortunately for DeSantis, the party stands with Trump. At turning points uh, at TPUSA Action, I guess, this weekend, a whopping 85%, 85% of the attendees chose Trump uh, in their straw poll. DeSantis finished in third with just 4% of support. DeSantis didn't even bother showing up to TPUSA's event in his home state. And as a resident of that same state, I also wonder who's actually running the state because he has not been here. Uh, Asa Hutchinson uh, actually showed up. Uh, Vivek Ramswamy showed up. A bunch of them. Asa had the balls to do that after Tucker murdered him on Friday. He's recovering nicely, folks, uh, after that. I remember seeing that one. I was like, somebody called 911. I'd like to report a murder. Uh, But he showed up because that's what you got to do, especially in your home state. But I guess, you know, the establishment folks and billionaire donors feel he could be better suited elsewhere, probably. So who knows? I think that'll work out great. 
Republicans are 100% unified as far as I'm concerned, guys. The vast majority agree that it's time to take on Joe Biden with Donald Trump as our nominee. Here's Newt Gingrich actually laying out the facts. Trump make his case? Yeah, I think more than anybody I can imagine. Uh, he's knowledgeable. It's things he actually did. Uh, he's not talking from note cards. And the big difference is, in 2017, he was a businessman under tremendous assault <clears throat> from the FBI and the New York Times and the Washington Post, learning the trade. Now, he's had enough time to think it through. I think his first year will be astonishing, and I think people will be amazed how much he can get done, how big a team he can assemble. And frankly, barring some enormous change, he is the most likely person to be the next president of the United States, something only Grover Cleveland ever achieved being president, losing and coming back. But right now, the numbers are so overwhelming. Republicans ought to start focusing on how to beat Biden, because I think they I think at a practical level, they have a nominee and his name is Donald Trump. Newt, great to see you. Thanks so much, Newt Gingrich. That'll do it for us on Sunday Morning Future. Guys, my father is ahead for many reasons. He kept his promises as president and he delivered for conservatives. I mean, just look at the last week. Again, I, if I air the speech, because uh, we have that sort of queued up, you'll, you'll hear about that. But obviously the affirmative action votes, the you know, no government collusion with big tech stuff. I mean, these are all because of Trump judges. And guess what? Other conservatives wouldn't have given you that, right? Republicans elected Sandra Day O'Connor. Uh, you know, they put up liberals uh, in the past. So those aren't guarantees. Trump did that. And again, how many people would have stood by Brett Kavanaugh in the Republican Party when it all went down the way it went down, even though it was nonsense? Exactly zero. So we're getting wins. There's no more NAFTA, lower taxes, no new wars, and originalists on the Supreme Court. And another reason Trump is ahead? It's that voters and MAGA are unified when it comes to the Ukraine war. And honestly, guys, we've seen the flip-flops from everyone else running, including the Republicans. We see no actual Republicans like on the ground, like real people, but like in the United States Senate, there's a lot that think it's the number one issue. I've yet to meet one of them other than those senators. Uh, but Joe Biden is taking every step possible to provoke a nuclear war that would kill us all. I mean, you know, Russia's got 6,000 nuclear weapons led by a maniac. Like what could go wrong if you, 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 you take that guy's Take him to the last straw. What could possibly go wrong, folks? What do you think? Just last week, Joe Biden activated army reservists to be deployed in Europe in the event of war with Russia. So who do Republicans actually trust to handle this? <laughs> Certainly not Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden has a challenge getting up a flight of stairs. He can't get off the stage that he's speaking on despite having handlers almost every time. And yet he's going to be leading us in a war? I mean, seriously? <laughs> Guys, that ain't going to work out well uh, for anyone. Donald Trump, of course, is the only guy that Republicans can trust to handle this because they know that he won't escalate and he'll actually deliver peace because he's done it. He's the guy that delivered peace deals in the Middle East when everyone said it couldn't happen. He's the guy that they said was doing it all wrong in North Korea by actually going and speaking with the head of North Korea because 
the losers in Washington, D.C., they talk and they're like academics. They've never actually done anything. And in the case of North Korea, the people in charge had exactly done zero in the last 40 to 60 years. The other Republicans would rather enrich their friends at Raytheon and provoke a war. Ron DeSantis, for example, was called out by Tucker Carlson on Friday for the flip-flop that he did on Ukraine, where he very clearly kind of took the Trump-light approach on Tucker's show when he was still on Fox. And two days later, after getting calls from probably Karl Rove and the Jeb Bush donors and Paul Ryan and the other billionaire oligarchs in America uh, who pretend to be America first but are lying through their teeth, flip-flopped immediately and received quite a bit of criticism for it. But I guess the criticism that mattered to him was apparently that of the D.C. swamp, which caused him to flip-flop from the original answer. Check it out. Charge pretty much single-handedly of America's foreign policy. Um, so with that in mind, I have to ask you about Ukraine. So in uh, the spring, you described the war in Ukraine as a, quote, territorial dispute. You issued a statement saying it was a territorial dispute that was not central to America's national interest. There was an outcry over this. And then pretty soon after, you described, you seem to change your view and describe Putin as a war criminal and say that it was central to America's form. You know, this was a major theme uh, in Iowa on Friday. Tucker tore Republicans apart for prioritizing Ukraine over the U.S. Uh, that was a consistent theme. And what was really interesting about the DeSantis one, there, there were no standout moments, despite going last and having watched what happened to all the others. And that's the difference, folks. Someone who couldn't figure that out and still couldn't own the moment, uh, watching for eight hours other people make the same mistakes and then still have not having a standout moment, not figuring out how to dunk on that, uh, kind of says a lot. But <laughs> I guess no one probably fared as badly as Mike Pence. Uh, you, you almost feel bad for the guy. This is, this is crazy. Check this one out. January. We'll let somebody transfer some jets. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President. Have you, I know you're running for president. You are, distra you. You are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased, and yet your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. Right. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. <laughs> Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. I'm running for president of the United States because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. I think Joe Biden has weakened America at home and abroad. It seems, I guess, Pence's camp is now trying to spin, claiming that he didn't say that the U.S. isn't his concern. But, I mean, I don't know. You just saw him say that. And, again, if it was somehow a blunder, seems kind of like a big one when you're running for president. But, again, I think everyone knows what they just heard. Maybe Pence has sort of, some sort of, fetish about getting humiliated on a stage like that because it's brutal. I, I mean, I don't even know how you can run for that kind of office and make 
a mistake like that. It's not clear why he's running at this point. And the same can be said probably about Ron DeSantis. He's getting headlines like this right now. Over the weekend, Ron DeSantis got a headline, DeSantis campaign sheds staff amid cash crunch. Because remember, folks, the billionaires have been funding it, right? But I saw a stat that said just 17% of his donors were from small dollar donors, meaning he's owned by the billionaires. Those guys are doing it. They give to the super PAC and then the political operatives of Washington. I think it was the stat that said Jeff Rowe, who's running that super PAC, is taking 64% of that money raised, sending it to other entities owned by Jeff Rowe. Uh, this is going to go great. But it's getting a bit pathetic. It was only a couple of months ago that he was telling us that his last name is pronounced Winner, because remember when he couldn't remember which way his name was pronounced and, or wouldn't clarify it for a reporter who asked? Guess he doesn't know. Now, in an attempt to create a viral moment, DeSantis is sitting down with none other than CNN's fake Jake Tapper. His campaign called Tapper one of the biggest Russiagate liars a truth seeker. I mean, think about this. Tapper, who's been out there pretending like Russia, Russia, Russia is still real. Someone who called me out as one of the big bombshells. All nonsense. They're saying that they say this campaign, even with the influencers and all the other people that are supposed to be in tune with what you were thinking, they call fake Jake Tapper a truth seeker? <laughs> Look, guys, as much as I like enjoying and enjoy exposing all of the rhinos, we should keep in mind that Ron's faltering campaign is effectively helping Democrats at this point. Right? Even in Florida, I think my father's up by 30-something points. Every dollar spent in this Republican primary opposing Donald Trump is a dollar supporting Joe Biden's campaign. It's preventing us from putting together a get-out-to-vote operation to rival the ballot harvesting operation that the Democrats are going to do in full effect. But again, you know what, honestly, if you're a establishment Republican, that's probably okay. You don't want Trump mixing it up. There's not really a consequence to losing in Washington, D.C. if you're in the establishment. I mean, sure, you lose the race, you don't have the presidency, but like, we'll figure out another job for you. We'll give you a role, you'll get on a board seat. We'll keep sending, you know, not our kids, but your kids to war so that we can make seven figures peddling influence. That's DC. It's time for people to unite around Trump. Stop wasting time. Stop wasting money. There are serious problems we actually have to deal with. Our current president, Joe Biden, is busy biting on small children for some reason. Um, and... You know, we're on the brink of World War III. You can't make this stuff up. Check it out. His trip overseas, just leaving Finland a short time ago on his way back from the United States. More analysis on his performance on the world stage. <laughs> Guys, what the hell's going on there? Meanwhile, here's another story from Biden's woke military. Uh, you can't make this stuff up anymore, folks. Uh, they wonder why the recruitment numbers are down, and I think we have an answer. The Pentagon is so inept that they just sent millions of emails to the African country Mali by accident. 
<laughs> Seriously, you know, like it's like the opposite of the Nigerian email scam, right? Like the United States is sending emails to Mali. Uh, <laughs> the incompetence knows no bounds, guys. The Times of London reports millions of emails, millions of emails written by military staff at the Pentagon have been mistakenly sent to the West African government of Mali, a Russian ally, by the way, because of basic typing errors. I mean, you'd think that's kind of a big one, right? Uh, you're sending email of military leaders at docks, tax information, to an ally of Russia, who I'm sure would never weaponize that information, folks, right? They would never do that. The Pentagon email used by the military ends with the suffix .mil. But, leaving out the I by mistake, the emails have been going to .ml, the domain used by Mali, a country that has been hit by terrorism and a civil war since 2012. Again, I'm sure no one there would use this information about millions of service members uh, in a negative way. I'm sure that would never happen. But just in case, just in case there's some bad actors in the world and in a place like that, maybe if we had competent people actually like learning how to fight wars rather than learning their pronouns, if we weren't constantly talking about somehow diversity making us a stronger fighting force, even though no one can credibly tell us why, rather maybe just get stronger, get better at shooting, train to do those things rather than the PC woke bullshit, maybe that would be better off. Now, thankfully, thankfully, none of the misdirected emails included classified intelligence. That we know of, because I'm sure they'd tell us also, right? But sensitive information, including the itinerary of General James uh, McConville, the U.S. Army Chief of Staff before a trip to Indonesia this year, the emails have also included the medical and tax records of personnel, maps of installations, and photos of bases. Again, I'm sure no one would do anything. Give me a break. We're doing great, guys. Just awesome. This is what Democrat incompetence gets you. This is what woke leadership gets you. It gets you nothing. It gets you stupidity. It gets you endless mistakes because there's no focus on an actual task. It's just virtue signaling. We trust these same people, by the way, with making sure that all of the weapons we're sending to Ukraine don't end up in the wrong hands. You think... Uh, the person that can't type an email out is probably going to do a great job of that. You think they're going to stay in control? You wonder why the $6 billion accounting errors seem to always go towards Ukraine. Incompetence. Finally, guys, in perhaps the wokest story of the week, we got another update from the land of far-left trans lunacy. This headline from Breitbart reads, and I quote, Transgender NCA swimmer Leah Thomas. You guys remember Leah? I've talked about her, so we don't get canceled everywhere else, uh, extensively 
Leah Thomas embraces domestic terror group Antifa. Didn't see that coming, folks. I had no idea that a lunatic leftist that could be a dude and a male swimmer into college, transition in about two weeks, and then win every single medal in the female NCAA would, could possibly be so left that they would support the domestic terror group Antifa. I'm shocked. Look at your screen, folks. Here's Leah Thomas in a shirt that says Antifa Super Soldier. I mean, remember, this is a group that burned down cities, looting, rioting, billions in damage, murder. So remember, guys, Leah Thomas, he, she, Antifa, super soldier. So if you're a young boy listening, the way to get embraced by the liberal media is simple, guys. Go beat the girls in sports, embrace a terror group, and you too will become a hero. They'll parade you all over the place. That's basically what they're telling us. Not like, get really good at what you do, figure out what it is that you do best in a way. No, no, no. Have incredible physiological and biological advantages. Pretend to change your gender. Take on all of the women who worked their asses off for 20 years as collegiate swimmers. Beat them all, set every record, uh, and, uh, hey, you too can be a hero. <laughs> Can't believe this is happening in our country, folks. Now, uh, I'm going to take some questions probably at the end of this, but I'm going to play you also my remarks uh, from the Turning Point Conference because we can talk and get into a little bit of detail and some of the other stuff. You know, when I speak, it generally give myself a couple bullet points sometimes. Sometimes I just go out there and usually wing it. So, but I think there's a couple important things that we got to talk about. And so if you guys stick around for a little bit, uh, I'll do some questions here. I'll also be back to do questions for my AMA on locals. Uh, so again, like, share, subscribe. I think I speak for 15, 20 minutes or whatever. Check it out here and I'll, I'll be back and I'll take some questions from the live chat. Have a good one, guys. So let's fight. Hello, Mikey. All right, be good. What's going on, Turning Point? Ah. Oh. So good to be here with you, Kimberly. Thank you very much. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. I said this is a slightly better welcome than what uh, Asa, also known as Ada, got a few minutes ago. No, no, no. Listen. Listen. I, I was impressed. He's made an incredible recovery since being murdered by Tucker Carlson on Friday. So it, it, it's good to see him here and uh, recovering nicely. Uh, hey, I'll say this. At least he had the balls to actually be here. <laughs> Unlike our absentee governor, who's been on a perpetual book tour. So, guys, why are we here? Because, well, <laughs> true. Guys, we're here because We've seen the disaster that is the Biden administration. We've seen the disaster that is Democrat policy. We see that we are literally at the closest point and the brink of World War III since the Cuban Missile Crisis. 
and no one cares. The only, well, yeah, you know what? It's interesting. I watched. I saw Lindsey Graham last week say, it's the number one issue for Republicans. I said, you know what? It's kind of weird. I travel the entire country. I have yet to meet a Republican outside of the United States Senate who actually thinks it's the number one issue or even a top 10 issue. We can't finish our border wall, but we have $130 plus billion to send to defend Ukraine's border. Now think about that. What was it, like $3 billion left to finish ours? $130 to Ukraine. Now, that doesn't include the other $6 billion that just got lost last week. You know, it, oh, there was an accounting error, $6 billion more for Zelensky and his oligarch buddies to become billionaires. Right? That doesn't include the $220 billion that the Pentagon lost a couple months ago. Remember that one? It's strange. The same government that wants to audit your Venmo account if you spend more than $600 seems to be awfully quiet about losing $220 billion. Like, you know, what's $220 billion between friends? I remember a time, I remember a time where Cluster bombs were bad, and we're not supposed to use them or send them anywhere, but just last week, it seems like now it's all the rage. It's wonderful again. Right? Like, it's hard to believe. We've seen the hypocrisy. And guys, I get it. Like, I understand where I come from. I'm pretty self-aware. But if I'm pissed off when I go to the grocery store, think about that. Like, you know, I'm not supposed to notice. But if I do, imagine what that means to the average American family, what's going on right now. And this is what you get. Right? We're told Bidenomics is doing wonderful. I don't know where. I literally don't know a single person that's benefiting from any one of these policies, and yet they will continue. Ah. Oh! Thank you, sir, for giving me that opening. I... Well, according to Twitter, it was mine. Like, like, you have the world's most famous crackhead in residence. And somehow it was mine, according to Twitter. I haven't been there in like three years. I mean, think about that. I was, you know, hey, I had a Secret Service detail. I've been through all the security protocols. I get it. My guys, who I stayed in touch with, many of them just dear friends. They're like, hey, dude, there's no way you would have gotten away with that. I go, I know. Luckily, I don't snort all cocaine. Like, it's not my thing. But when I make fun of Hunter, then they go, oh. Oh, Don, you're, you're a terrible human being. You're making fun of someone with addiction. I go, wait, 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 wait. Like, addiction does not absolve you from being a piece of crap throughout every other aspect of your life. No. No. I have a feeling that if it was the Don Jr. laptop from hell, you all would have heard about it. Right? I mean, do you think that if I was videoing myself going 172 while smoking meth, I have a feeling magically CNN would find it to be relevant again? You know, you got a billion from China, millions from Ukraine for no-show jobs, money laundering for Russian oligarchs with ties to human trafficking and sex trafficking. No big deal, it's Hunter, it's fine. It's totally fine, 10% for the big guy. I have a feeling if that was my text message, we'd be at like impeachment 37? I don't know, like where are we? I can't keep track, it's too many. It never ends, right? 
And those are the people in power. Those are the people deciding what happens to you, your children, your family's well-being. Right? They are the arbiters of decency, according to the media. That piece of crap. I mean, think about it. Like, do you know? <laughs> Let's talk about this for a second. Do you know what my father would have done to me if it was my laptop? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, my dad would have sent me to Gitmo. Like, you're right. You know, I think Hunter could have used some of that tough love from Joe, but it seems Joe only loves sniffing children and maybe Hunter's sister. Where's the lie? Again, another thing that if it was my family, it would be a problem, because I read about all the things that are supposedly problems. They're all bullshit, just like everything else they started, but, but it doesn't matter. And that's where we are. So with Trump, you had peace, right? Remember the CNN? Well, who do you want to win? I just want everyone to stop dying. Like, at what other time in history was that not the right answer or a reasonable answer? And yet they lose their minds. It's funny, I was having a, a conversation uh, with Tim Ballard. He's going to be on my podcast. The, he's the subject matter. He's going to be on my podcast this week. And we were talking about it. And I made two phone calls that were, you know, maybe somewhat political just for them to look at, right? I don't get to, you know, lobby for the government while my father's in power. I would have been in Gitmo, as we say. And uh, they tried to do that anyway. Um, one was for like the pebble mine. I thought that was an important environmental thing. So I just said, hey, you guys should look at this because here's the other side of the story. And they canceled that, which could have been a fiasco and a disaster. The other was, I had met Tim Ballard in like 16 and he's telling me this story. And I'm like, you know, you know it's a problem, but you don't realize the volume. You don't realize the severity. You don't understand, like you can't even fathom that. And I remember, Tim goes and meets my father at the White House and they're sitting there. My father announces they're gonna, they're gonna create a council looking at child sex trafficking and fund it with a couple hundred million dollars. The first person to actually do something about it. Yeah. And what happens? The left lost their minds. I mean, think about that. That's where we are. That's where we are as a country today, where if Donald Trump says, hey, let's take care of the problem of child sex trafficking, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, that's not a problem. We're not going to look at that. We're, we're, we're for keeping it the way it is rather than doing something about it. That's today's Democrat Party. They're sick, right? They've lost their minds. And by the way, so have some of the rhinos. I mean, right? Asa. Right? He vetoed the legislation that would have stopped the transition surgeries for minors in Arkansas. That's kind of a problem. Like, that's what you get when you have weaklings. That's what you get when you have people that answer to the left. They would rather be loved by CNN. Frankly, they'd like to be loved by all of, you know, mainstream media because even the conservative side has gotten what we call rather soft. Right? There's a difference. Right? With Trump, you can actually have that peace just like he was able to achieve in the Middle East at any other time. That would have been the holy grail of geopolitical politics. But because Trump did it, all of a sudden, Middle East peace is bad somehow. I'm, you can't make it up, right? Same with North Korea. Remember that one? Trump's doing it all wrong in North Korea. I'm looking at, I'm watching the news. I'm like, why? 
Why is he doing it all wrong? Well, because I've been head of the convoy for 40 years dealing with North America. Well, like, what have you done? Like, since the Korean War, what have you actually accomplished? The answer was nothing. But it doesn't matter because there's no consequence for failure. There's no con, you know, you get a promotion. Just like there's no consequence if you're a leftist lying before Congress or being Hunter and bringing Croak to the White House, right? In fact, if you lie to Congress, whether it's Strzok, Brennan, McCabe, all these guys, they get promotions. They get contributorships, jobs at CNN and MSDNC. So they can lecture you about morality and decency after lying to the American people, abusing their power, their authority, and making a mockery of our federal law enforcement. There's a difference. We saw in the last two weeks just how important that is. We saw the decisions in the Supreme Court overturning affirmative action. You saw? Oh, this was how awesome was it watching Joy Reid? I, it was the first time I've watched in so long, but it was so nice. It, oh my God! I went to Harvard, and I would have never gotten into Harvard if it wasn't for affirmative action. I'm like, are you kind of like, I, I don't understand. Like, like you're saying, I, I was not academically qualified. I was not particularly good at anything. I, I wasn't really bright, but I got into Harvard because of affirmative action. I go, but, but, don't you think you took like someone's spot who maybe actually deserved to be there? Like, I'm like, I'm waiting for like Ashton Kutcher to jump out of a cake and saying that I'm being punked because I'm like, she's making my argument. Like, I, it's so nice when they don't even know that they're owning themselves. Right, you saw a Trump appointed judge down in Louisiana, Missouri, say that the Biden administration and any administration is not allowed to collude with big tech to influence an election or otherwise. You saw that with the Hunter Biden laptop where people lied and magically said it was Russian disinformation, and we've heard this before. Doesn't matter, they'll say it because there's no consequence. So that stopped. So everyone says, you know what? Well, any conservative would have given us conservative judges. Really? How, how, many, how many Republicans alive today would have stood by Brett Kavanaugh? Like, let's say zero. You think Mitt Romney would have done it? Uh, you, you think George Bush would have done it? No. They would have tucked, tailed, and run. You think, you know, others? Chris Christie, you think he would have done it? The guy that gave us Christopher Ray, you think he would have done it? No. If you believe that he would have, I want to sell you his diet plan because it's been incredibly successful. No, 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 but remember, right? Reagan, even Reagan, gave us Sandra Day O'Connor. George Bush wanted to give us Harriet Meyer. That would have been a disaster. It's not a guarantee that a conservative gives you a conservative judges, especially the weak ones. And frankly, we've seen that so many are actually weak. That's the difference. You need that. It's so important because we're seeing the results of that now. As we get closer and closer to kind of crossing the Rubicon becoming a socialist dictatorial regime, which it seems like we have, when we have a weaponized FBI, when we have an FBI and a DOJ that would all concern mothers and parents, domestic terrorists, for going to a PTA meeting and being concerned about the indoctrination of our children, 
when you have an FBI that seems to miss every actual terrorist. You know, they're on the list, but you know, they're, they're woke or they check a couple boxes, so we can't actually look at them because somehow finding like bad guys would be like out of the job description. Instead of doing that, they're going to focus on looking at Catholic churches because you must be a real extremist, right? They won't look at like trans terror because, well, I mean, if you're trans in 2023, you're like the most protected class in the history of the world. You can literally do anything you want and nothing will happen to you. We haven't seen the manifestos because, you know, I've heard all sorts of other terrors are terror, except for trans terror. That's different. That's special. You get protected. And that's where we are, folks. We have an economy that's floundering. Interest rates are going through the roof. Wait till people's mortgages start resetting. You think you had pain in 08? You're going to see it again. You top that with inflation. You top that with every, the government forcing you. Joe Biden used his first veto to make sure that your retirement savings had to be managed under DEI and ESG type requirements. Because, you know, it's not about making a good investment. It's about making sure we support our woke causes and our woke donors. Screw your retirement. Who, who cares? They don't. Right? Because, hey, Joe said his 10% will take care of the Bidens for life. Where'd it come from? You know, listen, I promise you, China does not invest a billion dollars with Hunter because they thought he was a good investor. They're not like us. We need a little bit of diversity. So we're going to have a crackhead banker. <laughs> the crackheads are underrepresented in the banking sector in China. So we're going to hire one, give them a billion dollars just for diversity. I promise you, they are many things, but they're not stupid. And yet, no one even asked the question. No one asked the question, are we making decisions that could take us further into World War III because of stuff that maybe someone else has that we haven't even seen yet? Now think about that. You've seen all the stuff on the laptop. It's pretty damning. Imagine what, like, Hunter was like, I don't know, maybe this is too much to video. Right? It's like, you know what? That's a little far. Uh, I'm not going to video that. I'm sure someone has it. Because every decision we've made has been about making China first, putting America last. And so I saw this amazing thing. I saw this amazing thing. ABC News, I think I wrote it down here. They said something like, Trump's unprecedented Campaign pitch. Elect me to get revenge on the government. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You had me at like really strong economy. I was like, I love that. You know, peace in the Middle East, pretty good. Ending the never ending wars. But now? You're adding that? Like, they think that's like a bad thing. I'm like, that's all I need. Like, I'm good. I'm in. Okay? And that's what he's going to do, because that's the reality now. Right? He came in as an outsider. He came in with actual real-world experience. He'd signed the front of a paycheck, not just the back of one. Right? He understood that. Remember the, remember the old Obama? 
Oh, Donald Trump says he's going to fix the economy. He's going to create energy independence. He's going to. There's no magic wand for that. Abracadabra. Like. <laughs> oh, there's a magic wand. You just have to know something about anything. You just have to be able to put America first. Not kowtow to the Chinese. Not fold and bow to every dictator that's out there. Right? Now, Trump came in, he knew that business side, but what he didn't know, what he didn't know was DC. So you trust people, you listen. Like I mentioned, you listen to Chris Christie. He said, this guy could be great for the FBI. Okay, you know. Well, disaster. Fine. But now, after four years, after seeing just how bad that swamp is, after seeing how they don't care about you, your well-being, they don't care about the Constitution, they care about furthering their power, their agenda, and ultimately getting on a board seat of big war or whatever it may be. That's why the D.C. Beltway, they don't produce anything, and yet they're the richest counties in the world. Right? That's why they're so against Trump, because now he knows that part of it, too. And that scares them more than anything. That's why he's going to implement Schedule F. You guys know what that is, right? Where you literally fire all the bureaucrats. Get rid of them all. And again, Get rid of them all! And now, you don't have to run for re-election after that. You don't have to please anyone in the swamp. You don't care because, in all fairness, those people have tried to put him in jail for 450 years. So let's just say you may have something, a little motivation to go after and do it. But not just him, they tried to do it to me, they tried to do it to our family, they continue to try to do it to our businesses, whatever it may be, and that's fine. But that's why the uni party is so against it, because that hurts their power, their ability to make decisions that benefit them and screw you and your families. They've been doing it for decades, but now it's been exposed. And there's only one guy, folks, we've seen it. Well, I thought. Yeah. I think I think Tucker ended a few careers on Friday. But I think guys, there's a few more that have exposed themselves in the last few months, right? It's all right, sounds pretty good. Oh, oh they flip-flop because they got a call from the donor. Oh, they flip-flop because, you know, the, the Washington Post is going to write a mean article about them. Guy, there's only one person who doesn't care who only cares about you, who if he decided not to do any of this, all of this nonsense would go away in two seconds. You know that's the case. But there's one guy 
who knows that it's worth going through. There's one guy that knows that all of our freedoms, our liberties, your family's well-being are worth fighting for, and that is Donald J. Trump, and that's why. And that's why we got to fight. So thank you very much, Turning Point. You guys are the best. Awesome to be here. What's going on, guys? Hope you enjoyed that. So uh, I'm just looking down at the live chat. So if I'm staring off the screen, it's so I can read your comments. Uh, what do you think of that? Uh, anything else I should include in it in the future? Uh, that's sort of what I thought of sort of impromptu. I wrote down, like I said, a couple bullet points and a couple notes, uh, but I had a lot of fun and it seemed to go over pretty well. But before I get to the questions, I forgot to do this earlier, I want to make sure to thank the incredible sponsors of this show. So guys, we understand it takes guts to support a show like this, so I want to make sure to take the time to tell you about Gold Co. and the importance of diversification. It's looking like 2008 all over again when millions of Americans watched their retirement savings disappear. So I want you to be prepared and owning tangible, physical, inflation hedging, gold and silver can help diversify your portfolio. And GoldCo has top-notch customer service. They'll answer all your questions and walk you through the whole process so you can learn. With GoldCo, you can take the steps to secure and stabilize your portfolio. So support companies who support you Instead of supporting woke companies who hate your guts, go to donjuniorgold.com to learn more. That's D-O-N-J-R-Gold.com to learn more. Also, guys, while you're at it, don't forget to check out the folks at Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. With Patriot Mobile, you're putting America first with every call while getting the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. Not only does Patriot Mobile provide you dependable wireless service at an affordable price, they also share your values and they actually support you. They take their dollars and put them into action, donating a portion of every dollar to support groups that fight for the First Amendment, the right to keep and bear arms, our incredible Second Amendment, the sanctity of life, protecting our brave police and first responders. And they actually got killed by the mainstream media for supporting a charge in Texas to take back some of our school boards and have the school board actually align with the values of the parents whose children are in those schools. Uh, that's an incredible cause and a noble one. And they did it despite the criticism. And now you have a conservative school board in their district. So for free activation, go to patriotmobile.com slash triggered. Uh, learn about it. But you're going to have a cell phone in your pocket one way or the other, guys. Uh, you can have it with AT&T, whose parent company tried to cancel Newsmax, and OAN, conservative program, let's just say they don't share your beliefs. So every time you send them your monthly plan check, they're taking a portion of that money and donating it to people who hate your guts, hate your values, and hate your freedoms. So think about that and take the time to get free activation. Again, go to patriotmobile.com triggered uh, and sign up. It's quick, easy, and they're awesome people. So now with that, I'm going to go to uh, some of the live chat. Sometimes it goes too quick if everyone's typing at the same time. But, uh, okay, someone, Elfman says, I nailed it. Well, I appreciate that. Trump 2024 period, I appreciate that. The fly on Pence's head, yeah. <laughs> you see the meme where they had the fly on Pence's head, but they just put 
Tucker's face on it. <laughs> that was a good one. I, I saw it and I forgot the screenshot. It. I've, I've been a little lazy uh, with the summer when I'm not working. I'm just trying to be outside doing stuff. So I'm not on Instagram all day long uh, posting memes. Um, thoughts on Vivek? You know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I don't know... I, I don't know him. Um, I know people that know him that like him, but I, you know, I don't know where he was in 15 or 16 or before that. And so, uh, but man, like if, if I just listen to the words that are coming out of his mouth, I don't know that there's sort of, you know, I, maybe he believes it, maybe he doesn't. I, I, again, I don't know because I don't know him, I, but man, I, he's saying the right things. Uh, he's, uh, you know, of the other candidates that are up there that I've seen uh, outside of Trump, obviously, um, He's the only one actually saying the stuff that I think aligns with a lot of what you guys are thinking. Uh, so it's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, he's not done the flip-flop. He doesn't seem to be catering to the billionaire donor class. He's not, you know, like we saw. Again, I would have said, you know, as future hopefuls, uh, it would have been DeSantis until I saw that, you know, the Ukraine flip-flop and the this flip-flop. And, you know, there's a loyalty issue as well. I mean, he was going to lose a gubernatorial race to a crackhead. So, you know, minor details like that. So I take it a little bit more personally, perhaps. But but that flip-flop and kowtowing uh, to the billionaire donor class, like, that's not America first. That's like, you know, that's, you know, just one step, uh, ba barely one step better than what, you know, the Democrats, America, last China first policies that we're seeing out of this. Um, don't get cucked by RFK Jr. just because a couple of things, right? Yeah, I, I agree. Listen, RFK Jr. is a disaster on the, the Second Amendment and a bunch of other things. I, I like him. I think he's, I like that he's challenging it. Uh, certainly more competent than Biden. Uh, Democrats are trying to, you know, take him out uh, pretty hard. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't believe uh, he's not like a sort of kind of, uh, Republican, like he's just not. So, um, but it is interesting. I, I'll notice this on that, like on my social feeds, like I don't follow him and like, but like I'm being bombarded with his stuff. So I'm wondering if big tech is trying to create him as a, uh, you know, a, a straw man uh, Republican to try to take a, away votes from either my father or another Republican eventually. Uh, it's just, it's so, uh, it's so glaring. It's so frequent. Uh, that I, I'm wondering if that's sort of uh, what's going on. And I did it without the prompter. You're right. I'm not much of a prompter guy. I don't, uh, I don't take direction well. <laughs> so I like going. But I also like, you know, even in a crowd like that, sort of like this, um, I like, you know, I got a reaction from the crowd. You know, one of the guys said something about Hunter, and I sort of, you know, went from it. I was like, yeah, if that, if that was my laptop, my dad would put me in Gitmo, and that's probably true. And I uh, I think I said something to the effect when I just, you know, rewatched it, like, you know, but that's why I am the way I am. And maybe Hunter is the way that he is. I, you know, Joe Biden could have perhaps uh, given him a little bit of tough love, but I guess he was too busy uh, sniffing children and stuff. So uh, it's uh, that's that's where we are. Uh, Trump Tucker. Uh, that'd be pretty lit. I mean, you know, uh, there's not many people I agree with on everything. And that, you know, I'm not saying I agree with Tucker on everything, but man, I, I like a lot of his policies. I like what uh, he stands for. I mean, he's a buddy of mine, so maybe that's a little different. But even my buddies that I align with a lot and have supported politically, there's still things that I uh, disagree with a lot. Uh, and so, um, you know, it, it, it's interesting, man. The guys, uh, you know, listen, there's a reason establishment media, even conservative establishment media, wanted to get rid of him. Uh, it wasn't because he didn't have the best ratings. 
because he had the best ratings. He brought in the most money. Uh, and so, you know, that, that's where we are. Lindsey Graham is a rhino, stay away. Yeah, well, listen, go look at my Twitter feed from last week. I called him out when he's, you know, out there. We must do the Ukraine war to what? Like, we must let them into NATO. That's what it was. We must let Ukraine into NATO. I said, wait, we're going to let Ukraine into NATO? That, like, that means we let them in. And by obligation, because they're now a NATO member and are under attack, it's our obligation then to immediately be at war with Russia. For what? For what? So the globalists which is what they're planning on doing, in my opinion, so they can take over Ukraine. Don't forget, half the men are dying in a war that they're forced to fight. Okay? The women and children escaped. The cities are in ruins. No one's going back. To me, it feels like they're doing this, like, this is literally uh, the globalist, uh, billionaire, you know, BlackRock type. It is there. Let's, let's grab it all. We're going to own the breadbasket of Europe. We're going to basically own the largest farm in the world, uh, and we're going to own it and control the food supply. And you know what? Someone's going to say that sounds conspiratorial, but if you've been watching for about the last decade, uh, it isn't. Uh, it's just probably what's happening. Like I said, the women and children are forced to leave. The men are forced to fight. Half of them are dying. The cities are gone. No one's coming back. And you have one of the greatest agricultural areas of the world being taken over. There's a reason the Uni Party and the globalists and stuff like that uh, are supporting Ukraine. It's not because they believe Zelensky's a great leader or a great man or because... No, no, no. There's a play here, and like everything else, it always comes down to the money. Uh, so that, that's what I'm seeing. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's absolutely nuts. So I called him out on that one uh, on Twitter uh, very aggressively. Yeah, they're doing it in the USA, too. We've lost 50,000 farms in America. Yeah, because it's, you know... I don't know that we've lost the ag land, but we've lost the farms in the sense that we've lost the sort of the mom and pop farms, right? I mean, I'm obviously not a farmer, but I spend a lot of time on the political trail, and I also am a hunter, and so I, I end up in ag country a lot. And, you know, farmers and hunters don't even often align all that much. They're sort of, the hunter, farmers are too busy doing what they do. The, the game's usually a nuisance for them, but you spend time in that part of the world. You talk to enough guys, and you see what's going on, and yeah, uh, you know, can't, can't transfer the family farm. You can't compete again. You know, you have... 5,000 acre farm, you're trying to compete against the guy that's aggregated, you know, not the guy, but the, the large corporation that's aggregated 700,000 acres of land and they control everything and they can throw this and they can get cheaper shipping and cheaper parts and cheaper, like, uh, they're definitely, there's definitely attack on sort of the American family farmer, um, you know, from the big corporations and anything that goes big corporation gets a little bit scary. Zelensky can be bought. Yeah, really? <laughs> oh, he has been. Uh, a, a journeyman actor from Ukraine doesn't have the houses that he has, and God knows what else he's stolen out of this stuff for the last, uh, you know, two years. Uh, it seems like he was pretty rich from whatever, uh, but that's what we're doing. I mean, you know, $130 billion from us that we know of. You know, there was the other $6 billion last week that they, oh, yeah, accounting area. We're just going to have to give it to Ukraine. I guess it breaks that way, shockingly. Uh, you know, I'm sure a big portion of that $220 billion that I talked about that the Pentagon lost, I'm sure that's going to Ukraine de facto. And I'm sure most, you know, a good majority of that's being pilfered, uh, creating the next class of Ukrainian oligarchs. Uh, so, you know, that, that's gone on, that's happened. You know, no one's watching. You know, our military isn't, they're not following the weapons or the money. They could care less. They're worried about their pronouns. Uh, that, that's what's happening right now. So it's, it's pretty scary. Do I think I will run for office after my father? 
have no idea, man. Uh, you know, I was always pretty conservative, even if I grew up in New York City, but always obviously with sort of my hobbies and passions and the Second Amendment and sort of just, you know, a lot of the sort of Reagan policies, like those were, I was always a conservative. Uh, I got in this fight to support my dad initially, and then once they started attacking me as well, I just, you know, fight or flight, I guess. I just, I didn't inherit the latter uh, gene, so we fight, and now I get to do that and help support uh, the people I think that can get it done. I've tried doing that uh, whenever possible. If I, if one day I decide, you gotta want the day job too, right? I like, I like sort of fighting. I like doing the parts that most of the Republicans are really bad at, like actually getting in that mix and, and fighting it, not just taking their shit and bending over and saying, I'm so sorry, please. Uh, please be nice to me at the Washington Post. I don't really care. Uh, so, but you got to want that day job. And like, I'm not sure I'm there yet. Uh, I think I do it fine, if, you know, but, but you got to want to deal with the nonsense. I'm not sure I want to do that. I would rather help 15 guys each cycle that actually want to go in D.C. And, and do that aspect of it. But that could change. I mean, you never know. One day uh, you could do it. Your dad is a hero. Uh, thanks, Slicknard. I appreciate that. Trump is your guy. Appreciate that. Too early for me to even say, yeah, well, that, like I said, you know, like, shit. Uh, six years ago, seven years ago, you asked me, like, would I be doing this stuff? Would I be vocally political? Again, I built buildings in New York, right? So it's like, even though I was political, like, that's not exactly, you know, we, we built skyscrapers. That's what we did for, for me, I did it for 20 years. Uh, that's what I knew. That's what I did. And, you know, you don't exactly get you know, a liberal attorney general who has to sign off on your offering plan if you're going to build a building. Like, you know, you don't do that by being a super vocal conservative. So you do what you do. I get the hell out of the city on the weekends and uh, went up to my, you know, uh, my place up in the Catskills and enjoyed that and did the sort of ATV fishing, hunting thing with my kids and got them the hell out of the city too. Uh, but, you know, again, six years ago, who'd have thought I'd be here doing this stuff or, you know, out there on the campaign trail or, you know, doing the stuff I've been doing. So, uh, you never know. Um, I got to see your father take off yesterday. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, Trump Force One coming out of Palm Beach is pretty cool. So uh, it's uh, a <laughs> it's always that's always a fun one. Human trafficking is the most important issue. Oh yeah, dude, guys. Uh, I think I mentioned it in my intro. Uh, Tim Ballard uh, is going to be on the show uh, on Thursday. So Thursday live, 6 p.m. It's gonna be Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard is the subject uh, of The Sound of Freedom. He's the, you know, the, the hero uh, of The Sound of Freedom. I met him in, I guess it was 2016. I think I, we were out in Utah. We had some mutual friends. And he's telling me this story. And I, like, listen, I don't get the Hunter Biden treatment, right? I don't get involved in policy or whatever it was. You know, my dad may ask me an opinion, but I, you know, I wasn't uh, out there you know, actively involved only because I know it would be different, right? They'd have a problem if, if, if it seemed like I was doing anything, even though I wasn't making any money, obviously doing that, uh, unlike Hunter, uh, that would be a problem regardless. But the two times I actually got involved, one was on the Pebble Mine, uh, which was a mine up at the top of Bristol Bay. Uh, it was going to be taken over by a Canadian company that had never actually done this kind of mining. And basically you could have lost the entire Alaska fishery. Uh, and I just said, Hey, listen, look at the details here. I get it. I'm very pro-mining. I'm very pro-coal. I'm very pro all of the things that this was the one that may be an exception. And so, uh, you know, I'm sure people say that makes me live, but like that was just not worth the risk, especially for a Canadian company that was going to reap most of the benefits. So um, I got involved in that. And after talking with Tim Ballard, I called my father and was like, you guys got to meet this guy. 
you know, he's Homeland Security, he's this, he's, you know, because you think of it like, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, it's a problem. It have, you know, it's, it's a disaster, obviously. But like, you know, you're like, you know, 10, 15 kids, like, like no, 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 like tens of thousands of kids all over the world, maybe, maybe probably more. Uh, you know, I was like, I, you know, so he talked about it in a way that was just not like, well, you know, it's a sick world, stuff's going to happen. It was like, oh, my God, like, we got to do something about this. So I literally called. And I introduced him to some people down there, and then you know, then I got hands off, and then I, I see a couple weeks later, Tim Ballard's giving a press conference with my father, and they funded it, uh, you know, a council looking into the child sex trafficking trade and and the practice, and they put like three hundred million dollars to work. The first time like an administration actually did that, and all of a sudden the left went crazy. Like, I mean, you know, we all understand Trump derangement syndrome, folks. We get it, but like. Oh my God, like, isn't this one that we can be like 100% on? And the answer at any other point in history probably would have been yes, but that's where we are today. And that, honestly, if you look at Democrat policy, it shouldn't surprise you. But, you know, I, I put those guys there and now this, the, the movie comes out, I called, I was like, hey, so Tim, again, the, the protagonist, the, the hero, the, the, the subject matter of the movie uh, who lived that story and many others is literally going to be on Triggered on Thursday. So uh, make sure you pass that one around, send it to your friends, because I think it's important for other people to know. Again, I'm not naive to what goes on in the world, but I was like, I had no idea how big and bad the problem is. Uh, you, he's going to talk about the other organizations that he works with that, uh, that do that stuff, uh, you know, where you can find them, where you can support them. Because again, it's not just you know, watching a movie. It's like, go support these causes, because you know, God knows Joe Biden's not going to do it. Uh, you know, that, that's... Few less children for him to sniff. Uh, so this is an important issue, and we gotta be out there doing it. So yeah, check it out on Thursday. I think we'll have a lot of fun with that. Um, all right, let's see. Father's the only president sixty years alive who really cares about the people. Yeah, like he did. You know, look at what he's going through. They're trying to put him in jail for four hundred and fifty years. All he did was try to put America first, <laughs> end the bureaucracy, put America first. And like, if you look at any economic metric. Uh, he was doing that. You look at any economic metric right now, and it's like a disaster. It's like, so I'm so psyched to have Goldco as a sponsor because, like, you, you want the, the guy that used his first veto, Joe Biden, to veto uh, your, the guy who's managing your retirement saving, his ability to be like, we're not following the woke ESG stuff. No, 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 you, gotta, you have to. You have to invest in that, even if it's a loser. Uh, I mean, think about that. So, uh, yeah, DonJuniorGold.com to hedge against Joe Biden's stupidity. Um, let's see. Joe hasn't raised anything. He's a pawn. Yeah, listen, Joe, Joe's not raising anything, but it doesn't matter. Because he's been more effective as a Democrat than Barack Obama by a lot. Not because he knows what's going on, but because Barack Obama had the self-awareness to not destroy his reputation in front of the American people, right? Joe Biden doesn't know that. So I, I imagine Joe Biden is implementing a lot of the things that Obama would have wanted to implement, but like wasn't going to like burn his legacy to do. So, you know, Joe Biden's adult. Don't get me wrong. He's an imbecile. Uh, you wouldn't let him drive an Uber or, you know, manage the lowest level job in the world, yet he has the nuclear football. But they're also using him like that pawn to push through the insanity, right? You know, all right. You know, the trans movement is the civil rights issue of our time. It's like, I don't know. 
mm, nah, it's not. It's not. Like, just stop. Like, you know, if they weren't trying to compete against women, uh, take, their th- take their scholarships against our kids, like, no one would give a shit. But, you know, it's like veganism and CrossFit, where you gotta hear about it. <laughs> gotta make sure we tell you about it nonstop. Um, but uh, it's, yeah, ESG is extremely stupid. Uh, it is. It is. And it's incredibly inefficient, and it's a losing strategy, which is why, again, I talk about you know, investing in gold and silver, because like there's some of these major funds, like they literally have ESG requests. They look better to their peers if they follow these bullshit practices. So it's not, we're not going to hire the best fund manager. Like we got, we got a trans fund manager. Ooh, like that's great. Like they lost money. It doesn't matter. They're trans. You can't do anything about that. Um, so, uh, so it's a big deal. Um, they don't want to impeach Biden because Kamala Harris would be worse. By the way, I actually agree with that. Like, I, you know, like when some of the Republicans that are, you know, and they're good friends, they're like, we, we got to, you know, we're going to impeach. I'm like, I was with Lauren Boebert in Colorado uh, over uh, last weekend. And, you know, that, that was the thing. Was they have, I was like, I don't know. You know, let's be careful. Okay. I mean, Kamala Harris could arguably be dumber, but like, at, at least she's, pre- like, well, the nice thing about Joe Biden, while they're pushing all, like, He's so slow and so, like, inept that, like, it still probably takes longer. She'd just, you know, she'd be equally incompetent, uh, perhaps actually believes some of this crap that the left is pushing. Like, no one believes that Joe Biden actually thinks that this stuff is real. Like, you know, 80-year-old Irish dude that, like, you know, not exactly a stellar record on race and other relations over his history. But it doesn't matter. You can get away with that if you're a Democrat because you have the full force and strength of the mainstream media big tech, big social, et cetera, uh, backing you. Have I hunted with Ted Nugent? You know what? I haven't hunted with Ted. We've, we've done a lot together. Ted uh, in 2020, we're, we're buddies. Like we text back and forth all the time. We've been trying to do it for a while and ha- just haven't had it happen yet. But like one of the coolest things uh, in 2020, Ted actually traveled with me and Cam Haynes. Uh, we did like a bunch of tours around Michigan and uh, Montana and like, you know, sort of hunting areas. And then we were talking about hunting and uh, it, it was really cool because Ted just literally brought his guitar. He'd speak, and or Cam Haynes would speak. Then Ted would speak, and then that that I'd go up to speak, and like Ted Nugent would literally play uh, Stranglehold or like Fred Bear uh, as my you know opening walk-on music, but live, uh, and it was it was just awesome. Like I got to do a lot of cool stuff, uh, see some amazing people. Uh, I have hunted with Kid Rock. Yeah, you said how about Kid Rock? Yeah, we've we've hunted. Uh, down in Texas a bunch and had, had a good time down there. And he's, he's super fun in camp uh, as well. Uh, but yeah, so it was awesome. You know, Stranglehold was literally my like opening like walkout song. It's just one of the best sort of guitar riffs in rock and roll uh, history. Uh, just awesome stuff. But like Ted's there playing it live. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm looking at Nugent just like playing live, like him and a speaker and like an amp uh, and a guitar. It was just, it was epic. So we're good buddies. Uh, but we have not yet uh, shared a campfire, which is crazy because we talk about it all the time. I mean, it's it's sort of both of our, um, it's both of our, it's our thing. Um, Ted Rocks, I've seen him live. Yeah, dude, he's he's so good at like just you know legendary guitarists, but also you hear his stories and like some of the famous like sort of rhythm and blues guys and R and B guys, like like he opened for some of the most legendary people. It tends like. You know, he's in his 70s. Like, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't think it. Like, that guy's a high-energy dude. Um, but, 
you know, man, his history going back in sort of Detroit rock and roll and uh, other genres of music is, uh, is really awesome. So uh, just a good dude. We'll have to make that happen. I think he opened for DJT like last weekend or something uh, somewhere. Um, he's decent, but man, there are some serious players out there these days. Man, I, I don't know. Uh, alive, he's got to be one of the best. Uh, obviously, there's some great guys before that. You look at some of his history, man, there's a lot of stuff that people didn't don't realize, like, of what he did and who he played with and stuff like that. Like, Nugent's got a legit, uh, legit background. Do I like Jimi Hendrix? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, again, like, that's arguably, you know, certainly top three guitarists of all time, maybe top, maybe number one. Um, how's Herschel Walker? I, you know, I haven't spoken to Herschel in a little while. Uh, but he's a good guy, good friend. I mean, I, I used to go to Disney World with Herschel Walker uh, as a kid. Uh, you know, uh, he played for my father when he had a football team, the New Jersey Generals in the USFL. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I used to spend a lot of time with him and his family, like growing up, like before he had his own kids. It was sort of, uh, he was a good dude and a good friend. But yeah, I haven't spoken to him in a, in a couple of months. Greetings and love from Greece. Look, look, we got an international audience. Uh, I'll make sure to do that. Do I know Elon? Uh, I've met Elon. I don't know Elon. Does that make sense? Like, I've met him, I, but, you know, I, I don't know him. Uh, David Gilmore of Pink Floyd. Yeah, sort of, you know, rabid communist, but uh, definitely, definitely up there. I mean, Pink Floyd's probably one of my favorite bands of all time. So, uh, yeah, David Gilmore would be... Uh, be up there and you know I like that uh, um, sort of like that music you know, perhaps more than the Hendrix but that doesn't take away from Hendrix as a guitarist I just you know um, so yeah I mean I think Hendrix is still probably uh, the, the best or you know again top two or three uh, can you have Andrew Tate on I could probably call you know I haven't spoken to Andrew in a little while uh, we used to you know go back and forth a bunch things obviously have gotten crazy I should just check in uh, and, and see what he's doing. Uh, obviously, you know, resonating, driving people crazy. I mean, these bullshit charges are so, it's so insane. Like, yeah, he's human trafficking. Well, we don't have any evidence of it, but we're going to put him in jail for, for months until we figure it out. And then there's still nothing there. Like, uh, it, it's, it's lunacy. And, and, you know, again, he's, he's challenging uh, the establishment, he's challenging what they're clearly trying to do to, you know, young men and boys and men all over the place. Uh, you know, just the pussification of America, what I like to call it, basically. Just, you know, if you're a man, you can't be a man. You got to be effeminate. You got to be a bitch. Like, you can't do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, Tate came up to see me in my office, like, back at like 16 or something like that. We, we hung out and whatever it was uh, with him and Tristan. Uh, yeah, good guys. I, I like them a lot, and I think what's happening to them is is bullshit. Uh, will Admiral Rachel Levine stay in position after Trump 2024? Uh, not if I had anything to do about it, and I, I can't imagine my father would do that, and I imagine uh, it wouldn't stick around either, because, you know, if you actually hold someone like that to task, you know, you'd, you'd see that it's all probably bullshit, but, you know, that's just my opinion. Uh, Tate plus senior on a show, that could be fun. Um... Upstate New York loves Trump. We appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Uh, would you run with your dad if he asked? <laughs> Trump, Trump 2024. Is that allowed? Uh, 
I think it would be allowed, except for the fact that we both live in the same state. There's like a, I think it's like 12th Amendment issue or something like that, where you have to be from separate states. So, um, you know, and then there's the whole sort of political strategy side of things, which is like, you do the, uh, you know, if you, when you're running, sometimes you need someone who actually can bring, you know, try to bring in a state for you. Uh, or something like that, you know, it's sort of like the Democrats, like, let's find the person who checks the most boxes and we can pretend there are all sorts of things to be all things to all people, uh, a la Kamala Harris. Uh, it's a little different with the Republicans, but you, you probably, probably don't need two Trumps. Straight up, done. we're all screwed, probably. So proud that my military retirement uh, award was signed by your dad. You know, it's funny you, guys, you say that, uh, and I appreciate that. That means a lot uh, to us. Uh, but yeah, I have guys that are literally like, they have sent me their retirement stuff. They left after Trump or were getting out at the time and just didn't get out in time or whatever it was. We're like, Hey, can you just cross off Biden and have your dad sign it? <laughs> they, I, like, I don't, I don't want to say hundreds. I, I, I know, I know of dozens and I'm sure there's people that go to my dad directly for that one. Um, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's sort of amazing. Uh, that a lot of people have done that. Literally, they will send us one that has Joe Biden's signature whited out to see if my father would sign it for him. And uh, it's probably like the great compliment, uh, but one of the best we could actually receive, um, especially with what's going on today's military, because, man, it's, it's scary. And you, you see the guys that are actually doing the work, the real door kickers and the fighter pilots and the operators, and it's like they see it and it's just, when you see guys like that, and you're like, man, I, and they, they're coming up to me and they're telling me like, hey, man, I'd, I'd never let my kid do that stuff again. And, you know, it's, it's sad. It's sad. But this is all, this is all what's going on uh, because of these insane uh, military policies. My, my Phil passed the day before the election. His military honors are signed by your father-in-law, I guess you're saying. Okay. His military honors are signed by Biden. Yeah, like I said, a lot of guys were doing that like one day earlier or later or whatever it was. Or, you know, by the time sort of the paperwork got there, it was late. So we've had guys just send them to him to, to sign. Biden is destroying America. That's quite clear. Who's your pick for VP? Honestly, I don't know yet. I don't know. Um, I, I actually agreed with the Pence pick in 16 uh, because... You know, I think you needed a calming force for people that didn't understand Trump or whatever it was. You needed, you needed sort of a yin and yang. Um, I don't think that matters anymore, folks. I think you, you need people that can put up with the onslaught. People that, uh, you know, how many people can, like I said in the speech, you know, how many people can take what Trump takes? Uh, the answer in the Republican side is no, no one can actually deal with that other than Trump, right? The, you know, and whoever it is... Uh, you know, once you get in that spotlight, whoever else, like, it's, that's why the Democrats win, because the Republicans always fold. You know, they think they can handle it until it's actually on them, and then it's, uh, then it's different. Byron Donalds, 100. Byron's going to be on the show in two weeks. Um, so uh, uh, check that one out. Yeah, Byron's great. Uh, we had dinner uh, on Saturday. Uh, awesome dude. Uh, he's going to be on the show. Uh yeah, not this week. Next, he's going to be on the show next week, either Monday or Thursday. Uh, he's a great guy, um, you know, doing some cool stuff, great story, real-life experience. Uh, uh, let's see, who are some other guys? I, it, honestly, it, like, 
I, I also really like Wesley Hunt. I think that guy's just a badass and just doing cool shit, and he's totally unafraid. You just don't see it coming. Uh, Wesley's awesome. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that could be great. And I, again, then there's also the political calculus, right, of like, what do you need to do? Like, it sucks that you have to play that game, but like, you know, we're not the Democrats. We don't start off with 56 electoral votes from California or whatever it is. Like, it's, it's different. Uh, it's a lot harder. Our map is a lot harder, so you got to make sure you can add value that way as well. Um, what do I think of Anthony Sabatini for Florida governor? I don't know. Florida governor? I'd like, let's, I'd like to see Matt Gates do it. Um, I mean, that would, that would take things to an entirely different level, which would be awesome. Um, Trump and JFK Jr. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, that... I, I have a feeling that's not actually an RFK Jr. typo. I have a feeling that's actually, uh, so yeah, I, I, probably not going to happen, guys, unfortunately. Um, what are we doing to stop the steal in 2024? Listen, I, you know, again, you don't have COVID to be weaponized. I'm sure they'll come up with something, but that's the, what I always say all the time. Like, to do those things, to set up the ballot harvesting operation, to get out the vote, to find those unaffiliated voters, to do that takes money. And that's all getting blown in a primary. You know, Chris Christie's polling at 1%, and he's going to raise millions from people who hate Trump so that he can yell at Trump for a couple months and get a contributing role in CNBC as the token conservative and all that stuff. Like, you know, that money is money that could be spent trying to actually win an election. But it's not, because it's vanity projects for these guys and for the never-Trumpers who are not America first, who are not MAGA, who who could care less, and they want to go back to the old ways. Uh, yeah, Jim Jordan's in, that's interesting, could be good. Um, let's see. Don, is President Trump worried at all about the phony indictments? I mean, you have to take it seriously. Uh, you know, they want to put him in jail for uh, 450 years. I think it's all bullshit, but that hasn't stopped them, right? Like, you're telling me Russia, Russia was bullshit, and that was the gospel for years, right? Uh, if you question Wuhan lab leak theory, you were thrown out of academia and medicine, even if you were a doctor, and even if you happen to be right, you're never getting back into that. Like, you must capitulate. You must fold. Um, you know, it's not so easy. Uh, bullshit, but, you know, it, it, it's not so easy. These guys will do anything to take out a guy like Trump. Because it's not just about taking out Trump. It's about making sure no one ever questions their authority again. And that's... That's really what it's about. It's making sure that no one has the guts to ever say, this is bullshit. You guys are getting rich while screwing the American people. They want to make sure uh, that never happens again. I know, someone said something about Kimberly up there. I saw that, but I couldn't read the whole thing. What was that? Uh, maybe I missed it. Oh. To be honest, with Kimberly beside you, you got a strong base to run. You really, you got me today, really. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, okay, listen, Kimberly, that's a, and she understands that this is one of the finest forms of compliment uh, I can pay her. But uh, I, I always say she's a good broad, and she knows that that's actually good. That is a tough, uh, smart uh, woman. Uh, she just gets it, and uh, yeah, she's been great. I mean, with me, uh, five. Five and a half years almost, uh, and you know she just she pushes me the right way. She's a she's a good woman, um, so I appreciate that. And you're right. 
My mom is unconcerned. She went through every American war, including World War II. Unconcerned or concerned? I only saw the un unconcerned. I think she should be concerned. I mean, we're we're on the uh, brink of World War III with these idiots, and you know we've been fighting a proxy war, and then it turns out we have boots on the ground, and now he's mobilizing reserves. Like, what could possibly go wrong? All under the careful watchful eye of Joe Biden, who can't walk up a flight of stairs. Yes, Kimberly is a tough cookie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's she is a tough woman, uh, in a good way though. Um, if 2024 stole and what's next? I don't know, man. Too much at stake to give up. You just you, you keep fighting. Um, I got five young kids. You guys do. I believe in the stuff. You keep going. So we'll see. But we gotta, we gotta. Again, it's sort of like the sponsors. That's what I talk about every day. Like you know, stop giving the companies that hate your guts uh, your money. Um, I mean, we're actually, by the way, we're taking you know public square. You guys have seen me talk about that. You've had Michael Seifert on here a couple times on the show a couple weeks ago. We're taking them public on the New York Stock Exchange on Thursday. Uh, that allows others to invest in sort of that patriot economy. And we also have controls in there that it means it can't be taken over by the woke leftists that have taken over the rest of corporate America. Um, do you, Kimberly, uh, eat, sleep, politics? Not really. We talk about it a lot, but, like, she's just... I don't know. You've seen her on the show and on her show, and uh, she's you know, a, a funny, funny woman. Uh, we just have a good time. I mean, you know, politics is a big part of what we do, and then we both have shows, and a lot of that's going to be kind of that's kind of political. So we're sort of always talking and chatting about it. But like, no, there's a lot more, and I'm I take my I take my fun stuff and my hunting and fishing and kids and stuff like that pretty seriously as well. So I try to separate it out when I'm doing that if if I can. But you know, these days in a perpetual news cycle and uh, with everything else going on, it's not always so easy um, to, to separate it out, but you try. I'm going to try to do the best I can basically until, you know, November, December when you get sort of into full primary mode because then, you know, I'll be working, uh, I guess, every day for the, for the next, you know, 14 months, next year. Um, you, know, just, you know, once we get going with that, and, you know, unfortunately for me, it's like it's just brutal. I mean... October 2020, just so we understand, I did 104 rallies in the month of October. So like four major rallies a day for the entire month. There's, there's no stop. It's just, it's brutal. So I'm going to try to uh, enjoy it while I can. Uh, globalists, your thoughts. Uh, dislike bigly. Uh, uh, hello from Burbank, California. How's it going? Huh? Listen, there's a sane person left in California. That's nice. Um... We're proud of you and your family. Chin up. Godspeed. Uh, if you don't register, your, your votes can be changed, plain and simple. Um, yeah, you just, listen, we all got to be part of it. We can't pretend, you know, they want us to be dejected. They want us to think that we don't have a chance. We just, we got to still, you got to still show up uh, each and every time. Just, you know, don't give them the satisfaction. That's exactly what they want. So, uh, okay, so question for you guys. Uh, how tall is Baron? He's like nine feet tall. It's ridiculous. I'm 6'1". I look like a midget. I think he's like 6'9". Um, it's ridiculous. Um, how do you guys like this format, by the way? Like, if I ever just... Because it's, it, it's actually, frankly, easier for me in many cases because I don't have to corral someone who can miss a flight or whatever it is for the show. Uh, how do you like this format of just sort of, you know, going through the questions, you know, maybe doing the news of the week and then... Uh, 
doing that. Okay, I'm enjoying this. Uh, yes, I am serious, 6'9". Uh, this is great, Don. We truly appreciate your time. Okay. So, listen, maybe we, we do that a little bit more often. Maybe I'll throw in some random ones, whatever it may be. Um, okay. This is great. Thank you. We love it. This is fantastic, my friend. Love that you answered me directly. Yeah, and guys, I apologize, but I think there's like 10,000 people watching right now. So, if, if 1% of them is asking a question, eh, 9,489 to be exact. Uh, I, you know, I can't get to all of them, but if I see something up and it's interesting, uh, I will, uh, I'll try to hit it. So please add Q and A's regularly, very Tucker style. That's a compliment. Thank you. Um, I answered four of your questions. Wow. You must have good questions. Cause I sort of pick them out, you know, cause some of them are hard to decipher or not sure what they, uh, what they mean. So, uh, okay. We'll do this a little bit more often. So, uh, now, I'm going to sign out here, guys. Uh, for those of you who are on Locals, I will be able to answer your questions over there because that's a smaller group and I'll see it. So I'm going to head over there now. Uh, remember, guys, if you can, like, share, subscribe. Uh, it's easy to hit the like button. It doesn't take anything, but more people will see it that way. We can get this message out. Uh, don't forget, we're also going to be live with Tim Ballard uh, on Thursday. That's the subject of The Sound of Freedom, the guy that was actually doing it. That's his story, uh, the guy that was rescuing these kids. Uh, find out all about that issue as well. And also, guys, don't forget, go check out our incredible sponsors because it takes some guts to support programming like this. And uh, go to donjuniorgold.com to learn about gold and how you can diversify your portfolio. That's through the folks at Gold Co. They'll teach you, tell you what you need to learn to protect your retirement savings, to diversify your portfolio. Um, when you're looking at what's going on right now, it makes a lot of sense. Also, go to patriotmobile.com slash triggered for free activation. If you want to get your cell phone plan away from a company who is literally taking your hard-earned money and giving it to the radical lunatics and the communists and the pieces of garbage that we hate and that we talk about on this show every day, like, you can do the opposite. You can support Patriot Mobile um, and... They actually take a portion of every dollar raised fighting for the stuff that we all believe in. Uh, so make sure to check out those sponsors. Uh, make sure to tune in on Thursday. Like, share, subscribe so that we can see it. And uh, I'll see uh, the subscribers over on uh, Locals. You guys have a good one, and I'll see you on Thursday.